Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. All right, it's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Oh, shit, I've just dropped my notes. Oh, that's a great start. <laughs> this is a, it, it can only mean one thing if everything's going wrong. We're covering Raw. We're covering Raw. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast and our review of Raw and Smackdown. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay. How are you, mate? I am okay. I am a little bit like a zombie at the moment because my work schedule has been quite hectic. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm living in about three different time zones at the moment. <laughs> How about well, yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's uh, it's been a long weekend. What, lots of Olympics watched. That's been fun. We did we did a gold medal in the uh, in the BMX yeah. in, the, in the women's BMX. That was awesome to see. I I watched um, the was it the mixed relay when we won that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching that live because I'd literally just got back home from uh, okay. the gig. And I was very, very drunk. And it was on the telly, and I was like, "Go on!" We were, we were like almost dead last on the first length, like the the last that went off first. So I can't believe how how fast we managed to catch up on it. So uh, it's been fun though, as the Olympics. Uh, very, very much enjoying it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Olympics. We're here to talk about the graps, the wrestling, not yes, the Roman boy. Greco wrestling. No, no, no. Vince McMahon's traveling sweaty meat circus wrestling. That's right. Before we do so. Have you got some tidbits, have you, mate? I have, mate. I have. So I've got them for the 31st of August and of July, 1st of August. Because at the time of recording, it's the 1st of August. That's right. Uh, so for yesterday, a couple of birthdays. Um, Matt Platinum Max Caster of one of your favourite tag teams, the Acclaimed. Fucking damn right. He turned yes, 32 boys. years of age. Um, also, Kid Cash, he turned, that can't be right, 52 apparently. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. And also celebrating his birthday by uh, firing a f- one of your favourite wrestlers and mine, Johnny Ace. <laughs> Fucking um, hell. Yeah. Oh dear. Still a bit of a sauce, but that it's, wasn't it's still very fresh. Oh dear. Um, yeah, I'm still, still quite sad. Uh, as for shows on that day, I'm just seeing if there's anything really. It doesn't look like. Oh, oh hello. Let's see what this is. This could be interesting. On this day in 2011, Shakara presents Shakarasaurus Rex 2, King of the Sequel. Oh, fuck um, me. <laughs> to be fair, there's some doozies on this. Uh, so, Suzuka Fujimoto defeated Maka- Makoto. I have no idea who that is. Um, Archibald Peck defeated Dasha Hatfield. Daisy Hayes defeated Mimi Shimoda. Frightmare, Hollow Wicked, and Ultramantis Black. Defeated the team of El Generico, Scott Parker, and Shane Matthews. Um, Chuck Taylor and Johnny Gargano defeated Atlantis and Ray Buccanero. Eddie Kingston defeated Jigsaw. Um, th- this is this is the only match that's remotely cool on this. <laughs> Bear in mind when it was. 
Johnny Saint and the other fellow, Mike Quackenbush, who you won't talk about, defeated Cole Cabana and Johnny Kidd in a 27-minute tag match. Johnny Saint? Johnny Saint, who was like literally in his 60s when this match happened. Wow. Went 27 minutes with Cole Cabana. Fucking uh, hell. And in the main event, Sarah Del Rey defeated her husband, Claudio Castagnoli. Ha! <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. Different time, that. Yeah. Some... some uh, some some good stuff, some not so good stuff. Some of those uh, names sound like fucking Marvel versus Capcom characters. It sounds like straight yeah. out of a beat them up. <laughs> I mean, if if there was ever a promotion that was basically Marvel versus Capcom, it was Shikara. <laughs> uh, moving on to the 1st of August. Uh, <laughs> let's see, we've got... Uh, oh, that's uh, this year. This uh, Sorry, 2019 on the 1st of August, Harley Race passed away. Oh, shit, yeah. I was at a wrestling show that day. I, that really? was the day that Pat called me a cunt. Um, <laughs> as for as for birthdays, um, a couple of big ones actually. Uh, on this day in 1972, Devon Dudley is born. Um, yes, Devon. And on this day in um, 1985, Davy Boy Smith Jr. is born. Recently resigned. It is. I just uh, say rage as me. And also on this day in 94, Christian Casanova, a.k.a. Oh shit, what's his name? He's one of the uh, breakout One of the breakout tournament guys, isn't he? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, that's it. Is born. Also uh, in 1878, George Hackenschmidt was born. Yes, George Hackenschmidt. Obviously a man that Don Callis loves comparing Kenny Omega to. There's a lineup. <laughs> um, there's two two shows of note on this day. Uh, first one when I can find it on my list. There we go. There it is. Is in 2008, Ring of Honor presents Fueling the Fire. Um, and the only reason I say this is because there's a couple of random little matches on there. Um, won't worry about the dark matches. Opening match: Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe versus. Defeated Adam Pierce and Shane Hagedorn. Um, later in the card, Delirious defeated Red Titus by submission. Uh, Roderick Strong defeated Necro Butcher. Fucking hell. Um, Austin Aries and Brian Danielson went to a draw against the Motor City Machine Guns. 25 minute draw. Oh, boy. Um, Brent Albright uh, defeated Chris Hero. Nigel McGuinness. They, uh, defeated Ruckus to defend his ROH world title. Ruckus, yes. who's literally just been uh, lighting it up in uh, GCW last weekend. Oh, okay. And, um, and the team of Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black, aka Seth Rollins, defended their Ring of Honor tag team titles against Japanese dream team Go Shiyazaki and now Michi Marafuji. And if you, don't, if you don't know who those two are, do a Google. They're both very good. Um, especially Marafuji he's incredible uh, and the other one on this day in 2020 oh Christ Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson present talking <laughs> <about media. laughs> that's yes, a doozy <laughs> so in the opening match in a social <clears throat> fist battle royal Chico El Luchador defeated Alex Kozlov Alex Kozlov's bearded mother Brian Pillman Jr Bryce Cannon Frankie Coverdale, Freight Train, The Man Scout, Jake Manning, Larry Artoman, Laser, 
Little Brian Nobbs, Mike Bennett, uh, Roman Roselli, Scotty Beach, and Sergeant Hamela. Um, <laughs> oh my life! Frankie Coverdale <clears throat> uh, went went to a draw against the Nature Boy Paul Lee in a contract on a tree match. <laughs> George North and uh, Stump Kowalski went to a draw in a hardcore match. Um, <laughs> And then we got 80s Russians, Alexander Kolov and Neil Kolov defeating Jungle Kit, the Jungle Cats, Jungle Kit and One and Jungle Kit and Two after interference from a, a flock. <laughs> Swoggle. Sounds, sounds like absolute nonsense. I really it's need the, to watch it's it. The, it's the greatest wrestling show ever made. Uh, Swoggle <laughs> defeated Rory Fox. For anyone who doesn't know who Rory Fox is, he's the guy who Zack Ryder accidentally ripped the trunks off on an episode of ECW. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I think he's oh, what's he called? It's something like a short delivery Rory Fox or something like that. <laughs> um, Chavo Guerrero defeated Chico El Luchador in a twenty four seven rules match, and then Chad Too Bad defeated Chavo Guerrero in a twenty four seven rules match, all to uh, win the uh, Talking Shop and Mania twenty four seven title. And in the main event, in the Boneyard match, Chad the Boneyard Bad, match, Boneyard match. <laughs> Chad Too Bad defeated Sex Ferguson. <laughs> and it's still oh, better than Raw. That's the best part about it. It's meant to be intentionally <laughs> shit and it's still better than Raw. I can't wait oh, to talk about Gravel Mania 3 when it eventually happens. <laughs> Gold. Lovely Gold stuff. Indeed. Thanks, so Rose, mate. Well, that, that set the precedent, you know, because we're going to talk about Raw now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we are. So this week's Raw bowls in with a recap of Charlotte Rear and Nikki and the cash-in from the previous week. Nikki then comes in and opens uh, with a really nice, heartfelt, kind of inspiring promo. Um, Charlotte, of course, then comes down, uh, says that Nikki is a champion, is a disgrace. Uh, and then Charlotte just starts cracking up at the You Suck chants. Um, she says uh, she... Something to do with... Uh, not having a footing from the start of the match or she wasn't on her feet from the start of the match. So it shouldn't count or something like, you know, when the cash in happened um, long and the short of it, she wants a rematch at SummerSlam. Uh, Ripley then comes down and interrupts Charlotte. It's a bit of back and forth there. Then Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce come down. Have they got their own music now? I wasn't paying enough attention to it. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think they might have their own music. <laughs> I mean, they should just have them coming out to Sonya's music because yeah, it slaps. Because it's good, yeah. Um, they basically make a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Uh, Charlotte um, versus Nikki is also made for later in the evening and then Charlotte attacks Rhea. Um, this, and, and I'll, I'll get into it later on a bit more during the actual match, but everything about this is just really, really shit. Yeah. I thought, okay, there's, they've got the belt on Nikki now. And hopefully we'll get away from this whole Charlotte and Rhea thing. And it's just, it's still got their stink all over it. It's almost like Nikki having the belt doesn't matter at all. Yeah, like her having the belt feels like an afterthought. I was going to say there was the reports, wasn't there, that Nikki was getting not well received on house shows. She was getting booed at house shows, apparently. I've and, not seen I mean, heard. the crowd seemed into it here, but as soon as you have, like, it, it's the whole thing, isn't it? As soon as you've got someone telling you that the person doesn't matter as they really stop mattering don't they mm-hmm. and the fact that Charlotte like was literally acting like Nikki just fluked her way to it yeah that 
they're, they're treading a dangerous line where it could go, oh, well, why why should we care if you're making us feel like we shouldn't care? Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, having her actually overcome her, like, to out, out the bat, as, like, her first appearance as the women's champion, they're instantly having us go, oh, this is Nikki. She's, she's shit. She's shit. Mm-hmm. She, she had no business winning that belt off Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. It, it instantly kind of devalues that. It's terrible, terrible booking in that sense. Because, yeah. She, yeah. You got her coming out, giving these really nice heartfelt promos and her kind of like telling her journey and, you know, how she got there. And, mm. um, you know, it doesn't matter if you've done this before or that before and there's always a possibility, all of that sort of stuff. And then just having people come out and just shit all over her. It's almost just... as if WWE have rushed into this. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. I know it's crazy to think they'd ever do such a thing, but <laughs> it, it's almost as if that's what they've done mm. where they've, they've seen that, like they've got this cool character that well, I say cool character that, it, it's cool for kids, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it, it's a cool character for kids. It's what what they could have done with Bailey when they were, before they like made the scared of kendo sticks and ruined there. Um, <laughs> we've got this really good, like good sort of like wholesome character. Mm. So why not like actually have a like tell have a tell more of a story before she gets to that? It, it's almost as if WWE have gone. Oh yeah, this is a really cool character. What we'll do is we'll put money in the bank on it and we'll just have a cash in immediately. Within 24 hours. And yeah. It was almost as if WWE were doing that just to get that big pop, which they got. Yeah. And, and now then, they've run out of ideas. It, not not only have they run out of ideas, but it already feels like the story's run out of steam mm-hmm. because it's an afterthought to the bigger feud that Charlotte and Rhea. Yeah. Yeah. And arguably, Charlotte and Rhea doesn't really need the title. No, it doesn't at all. So it's something we, it's something we like kind of criticised WWE a lot for, where they can't have a feud in the women's division without including without the, belt. the title being involved. Yeah, yeah. If it's not, if it's not the, uh, the Raw or SmackDown women's championships, it's the tag okay. championships. Yeah, they can't, they can't just have a feud without yeah. that, and that's, that's what's so like annoying about it. It's that like you could probably do quite a compelling Charlotte and Rhea feud. Just take the belt away from it. Without the belt. Yeah. You, they're both good enough. Mm. The, the writing isn't, but the, the two wrestlers had made In them, ring, like, yeah. Well, they're, in the ring. match they had at Money in the Bank was fucking awesome. Yeah. Really, really but good. That, that's the thing though, isn't it? In ring, like, it doesn't matter how shit the feud around it is. They, they'd make it work. Yeah. You've yeah. got You've just got to look at, for example, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio with the Custy of Dominic, where mm-hmm. the actual stuff around it was like, what are we doing here? But <laughs> the ma- every match Everything they had was fucking rings. gold. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just an, it's just disappointing, isn't it? It is. As always. So. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Damien Priestley cuts a promo calling out Seamus. Um we had this teased a, a week or so back um, with him being up and built up Carrillo uh, and kind of come to the conclusion it was going to be Priest uh, facing him next, which he does. And it's for 
a number it's a number one contenders match or a championship contender match or whatever they call it. I still think these are nonsense. I don't understand why you have a match to determine a number one contender against the champion. Surely it's against the people that are ranked numbers two and three to face the person who's ranked number one. It didn't need you a have ranking them? system for that myth. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. We're though talking about the ranking system, the way AEW do, do it is clever in the sense that they'll always have a, a, t- a team or a person in the rankings who aren't number one mm. facing the champions. So if they win, then they automatically go to the top of the, the queue, which I guess this is what WWE are trying to do, but because they haven't got an established ranking system. It just doesn't make too much it's sense. Just, it's just lazy booking when they could actually like do something cool and different, like a tournament. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Or like even like a series of matches with like a league. Yeah, where yeah. Because they've got, it's not like they haven't got like loads of people around that title picture. No, exactly. They've got Priest, they've got Carrillo, they've got uh, Ricochet. They could quite easily add like a Mansoor or a Mustafa Ali. Or yeah, both. loads of people. Even someone like who's in the tag team, tag team um, scene that's not really doing anything like Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it, they could do something like that and it would feel fresh, it would feel different. Instead, it's like, oh, well, if you beat the champion, you're the number one contender. But what about everyone else? <laughs> but then the thing is, is that if we're doing this match to build up to something at the pay-per-view, why would we need to see the something at the pay-per-view? Because we've already seen the match on Raw. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see. It could surprise yeah. us. I don't know. These I mean, still have good chemistry, though, at least. Well, that's what I was going to say. This surprise, well, it didn't surprise me that they're both good, so it didn't surprise me that they had good chemistry. Um but yeah, Sheamus just powerful and dominant from the off, pretty much. Uh, Priest with some offense after the break, starts to claw his way back in. Um, Priest then kicks the mask off Sheamus's head um, and then hits an impressive choke slam off the top rope. Uh, Priest then winds up for the big forearm. Sheamus counters with a knee. Uh, kicks out of that, though. I thought that was over when he hit that that big kind of like flash knee strike. Similar to the, one that he hit. The thing uh, with that knee strike is, though, it looks so much like the bro kick that you think it's the bro kick. You think it's the bro kick, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he kicks out of that. I thought that was over. Uh, Preston hits the reckoning for the win. Seamus complain, complains that his nose is broken. Um, again. <laughs> uh, this is called, like, it, it was, wasn't too bad a match. Um, they're good chemistry. Um, it's good to see Priest on TV in a match. Um, he's been backstage hanging about for too long in, in loud shirts, doing silly promos of Riddle. So this is good, A, to see him back in the ring wrestling, B, to see him now going to be in tension for that US title, which I think he Probably needs winning. at this point. He's winning that. Um, yeah, the thing with Priest is as well is that he's like, he's not getting any younger. He's pushed. I don't know if he's, he's in his 40s or he's pushing 42. Is he 42? I, I could be wrong. So, could be wrong. Carry on. But either way, if they want to kind of make a star out of him, they need to strike while the iron's hot. I know he's 38, but still. Either way, he's, he's around that age, isn't he? Like mm. Seamus is 40 he's, and he's like doing the best work of his career. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just get get him get him here as close to the that title as he can, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we get tag team match. Uh, AJ uh, AJ Styles and Omas versus the Viking Raiders. Um, Raiders coming in, dominate like straight away. Take out Omas. 
um, and just isolate Styles for a bit, knowing like, okay, he's everyone goes into it knowing that Omas is a threat and they try and keep Styles away from tagging in, but they actually go straight to him and take out Omas so that Styles can't even get near there and make a tag. Or if he does, there's no one for him to tag. Um, they hit the finisher straight, they hit the Viking experience like fairly early on. Um, but Omas manages to pull out Eric by the legs as he's making the pin attempt. Um, he then gains control, Amos does rather, um, tags in AJ, uh, Eric wipes him out with a massive forearm, Ivor then holds Amos down, Eric hits a massive knee for two, um, Amos then hits Eric with a big two-handed choke bomb, AJ tags in, wants the glory for himself, hits a really nice looking 450 splash, picks up the win for them. I kind of feel like they need to stay away from this now, because... yeah. It's it feels done and dusted already. I feel like it, we've we've had this for a number of weeks, and I was excited at one point. I thought, are they going to give it to the Raiders? The Raiders are the bat. They're fresh. It'd be nice to see the belts on them. I mean, it could be worse. They could be doing that nonsense they were doing with Street Profits the other year, where they were having like axe throwing and basketball competitions. <laughs> they, had, they had they had almost dressed like a giant ninja. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ignore that. Don't worry about he it. He wasn't. He was actually involved. Him, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? Like these two teams have like some pretty good chemistry, but at the same time, it's like I, I don't want to, I don't want to say like exposing Omos's weaknesses because Omos is very good for a guy yeah. his size. Yeah, like, he's genuinely really good. I I didn't expect him to be that good. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he's it, he's come on a lot. Over the last mm. few months, I think this partnership with AJ's helped massively, but you can see he's really putting in the work. Like even between like his like between what Mania and now, which has been yeah. three, four months. Yeah. Huge improvement, like everything, yeah. My uh oh, excuse me. My main criticism of of it all, to be honest, is I think that they need to drop the titles. Because yeah, it's the same with Seamus as well. Like every Pretty much everyone on the Raw side of things who's won the belt at Mania have had a very underwhelming title run. Yeah. Seamus has, Seamus, fair enough, he got injured. But even then, he was just doing the same old match week in, week out with like Humberto. Humberto for about a month. Yeah. Um, And with AJ and the Viking Raiders now, it's like AJ and almost literally did nothing for about a month. I know, didn't they? one or both of them get COVID. Yeah, like literally after they won the belts and then they were off TV for a better part of the month. And then, again, when they come back, they're just doing the same stuff. Um, Yeah, it's... I I get... And I get the impression that AJ and Omos are probably going to be dropping them at SummerSlam. Yeah. I've just based on what else happened on the show. But Mm. at the same time, it's like... I don't, I don't want SummerSlam to be what like Mania was, where it felt like they were kind of pushing the reset button only for it to be like, oh, no, here we no, go again. Same Thank old you. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will see. Uh, we then get a recap uh, and review of Drew battering Shanky from last week with a chair, 30-something odd chair shots. It was still horrible to watch. <laughs> Just as bad to watch this week as it was last week. Uh, we don't get the matchup of Drew versus Veer. Uh, Jinder comes home with his new mate who's an attorney uh, and they threaten to sue Drew. Uh, the match itself, uh, Drew stays on top uh, of Veer's basically until Jinder distracts with uh, a chair. 
Vida looks really impressive, actually. Um, like he's a big guy and he moves real quick. Uh, but he had a really impressive, like huge, like standing leaping elbow drop, which is really good. Um, Jinder then gives Veer the chair uh, and Drew claymores it like into Veer's face. And then the bell rings for a disqualification. Yeah. Drew then gets announced as the winner, but then Corey on commentary says Veer will go down as the winner. I, I don't understand what happened. So yeah, according to WWE.com, I, I had, I've had this up ready because I was like, well, what have they said? Yeah. Drew won by DQ because Veer brought the chair into the ring. But Veer didn't now, use the chair. Exactly. Now, normally, if something like that happens, it's the match continues. Yeah. If the chair doesn't factor it, if it's not used, then it, it carries on. Yeah. It's only until someone physically strikes with a chair that it's... Then and it's like Drew, Drew hit him with the claymore, but it was like almost like, it, well, it was like a counter-attack, wasn't it? Yeah. To the chair attempt. But yeah, yeah. It's nonsense. They change the rules all the time because, you know, WWE are great like that. <laughs> Say, like, we knock this, but it's kind of, well, the Veer looked really good in this. I'm not seeing any singles action for it. That was cool. And it's nice to see Drew away from the title picture entirely. I mean, Veer should really be um, number one contender to cross his NXT title instead of Samoa Joe because he's got a pinfall victory over Jeff Hardy on an episode of Main Events. <laughs> and Jeff Hardy has beaten Karrion Cross. So by that merit, by that, so that notion. So Veer for NXT champion. Um, <laughs> ju- justice for Veer. Fuck um, it, cowards. <laughs> justice for Shanky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I actually really like this like faction gender's got like starting to form. Um, okay. I I like that. As I say, every week Jinder is like a typical Saturday morning cartoon villain. Shit twirling his, yeah, twirling <laughs> his mustache and just laughing at laughing about being a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but it just works, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't be upset to see um to to see like this go on for a little while because. The main thing it's doing is what we've said about like they need to do with like Charlotte and Rhea is it's keeping Drew away from the title picture and Drew yeah. was getting very stale and I, st- I, mm-hmm. I still think it's getting stale but it's more because again the way the Buckingham's just shit is a little bit but it's at least bit. if he's having this feud with Jinder where like Jinder's like the cartoon villain he's like the cartoon superhero <laughs> it, it's it, it's a little bit better. Yeah. They like make yeah, yeah. make make Drew G.I. Joe and Jinder can be the fucking Cobra Commander. <laughs> uh after the match, uh Drew then batters the attorney with a claymore uh and then gives the middle finger. Um after this we get Eve Marie and not Piper Living against Natalia and Tamina. Um this was basically there for more Alexa spooky bollocks. The match itself was pretty much a nothing. Uh, Natalia doesn't seem to have an answer for Dewdrop. Um, Tamina then tags in. Uh, Dewdrop hits her with a cross body. Eve Marie then tags in when she thinks there's the opportunity to win, but gets a two count. Uh, as she gets up off the two, we get Alexa spooky bo- Alexa and uh, Lily spooky nonsense come up on the screen, um, which then causes uh, Eve Marie to be distracted and Tamina hits her with a super kick for the win. The feet didn't die for this. Fucking hell. Saying yeah. that, there's, 
Alexa Bliss apparently is getting quite a lot of shit on Twitter. I know. Over that. I don't, and I it's don't, um, not good. I don't condone that in the slightest. That's of course, yeah. The bollocks because mm. she didn't, she didn't say she wanted that gimmick. She was brought in by Bray for the gimmick. Yeah. And then, I mean, we, literally uh, a time recording, Bray Wyatt got released. Yesterday. Over 24 hours ago. Um, it came from nowhere and who knows what's going on. Like, Apparently he just been medically cleared and then the reason he was given was budget cuts. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. But again, it's all speculation at this point. Isn't exactly. It? Um, exactly. I know the Fightful have said, and we'll we'll go in like fully in depth on this on our news video later in the week. Uh, I, I know Fightful said that basically um, he he was getting a bit more protective over his character because he mm. didn't like the way creative were portraying it, and that Hopefully was so a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it, it's a shame. Like, and I I think now more more because he's not there this kind of like makes the Alexa character feel out of place mm. because there's, not there's no it. there's no potential for the fiend to come back in and realign not even that they're not they're just not gonna address it are they no they're gonna act like it was always Alexa mm. it was always Lily when it wasn't and that's the disappointing thing this is all brave stuff that yeah given to someone else essentially and let them run with it. Yeah. But I mean, Alexa bliss isn't the responsible party. Is she's just no, doing of a course. job. Of course. Of course. Like a- anyone who's an idiot enough to fucking try and like berate her on Twitter for it is a, f- a fool. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. You're not, a, you're not a real fan. So <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, you boo the people you like, you cheer the people, you dislike you, you cheer the people you like. Mm. That's fine, but when you start attacking a person personally on social media, there's no place for that. Mm. For doing their job, for doing what they're for being doing asked to job. do. Yeah, yeah. She's not going and doing this off her own back. She's doing what she's been told by her employer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Carrying Cross versus Keith Lee next. Um, so this was meant to be another Carrying Cross against Jeff Hardy match. Um, for those that don't know, Jeff Hardy tested positive for COVID uh, late last week. I think it was just before he was used to do like an autograph signing. So he was pulled from this. Then we instead got Keith Lee as his replacement. Um, the the specul- not speculation, rather the inside news that's come out from that is Cross was meant to lose again to Jeff Hardy. Uh, and the part of and the snake egg. Fucking hell. Apparently he was meant to continue to lose until Scarlet came in. I just You know what would make more sense instead of insulting our fucking intelligence? Have them debut together because they're a package deal. Exactly. Don't have it so that like oh well Cross is for some reason he's gone over to Raw without Scarlet and now Scarlet's back, he's winning again. Like, no, don't don't fucking do that. Just we we know who Scarlet is. She sings this fucking entrance music, for Christ's sake. <laughs> like they they shown literally they shown it in the video packages of them. Mm-hmm. Like we know who she is. Like th- this is this is the thing which really really pisses me off about WWE is that like among this, other things. <laughs> well, the the treatment of NXT in particular really bothers me because they yeah. treat it like a separate entity. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like to, it's like to, it's, a, it's like it's another promotion. It's like it's a rival yeah. promotion. It, it's like to compare it to the MCU. Raw and SmackDown are like the the film. Well, Raw and SmackDown are like the films and the Disney Plus series stuff, and then NXT is like the Netflix, the Netflix series, Agents <laughs> yeah. of Shield, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, well, hang on a second. It's it's all it when it suits them. They'll it's important. See and make it feel important. Yeah. Like to the point, literally six days after they had the whole Jeff Hardy thing with uh, carrying, carrying cross, Jeff Hardy pinning him in like under two minutes, and they were, and it's like, well, how's that belt meant to feel important? They then straight after on SmackDown have Finn Balor going nose to nose with Roman, and it's like, oh, he he's been the NXT champion, he's a big deal. Yeah, it's like you can't have your fucking cake and eat it. Yeah. You're treating like, the, the guy that beat Finn Balor for the belt, you're treating him like dirt on Raw, but the guy that's not the champion, you're having him come in like a megastar. Yeah. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't make sense. Like, they're, it's absurd. They're so, they're so like Jekyll and Hyde with the treatment of NXT. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's it's just very annoying. Yeah. Um, And this... This was disappointing for me. A, it's for, for several reasons. So it's disappointing to see the treatment of Carrying Cross on Raw. It's really frustrating to see Keith Lee back after so long going through this, like and and losing now two weeks on the bounce. It's also disappointing because the last time these two had a match, it was for the NXT Championship. At the Great American Bash last year on a takeover. Was it a takeover or was it Great American Bash? Was it a takeover? Keep it on a Great American Bash, didn't you? That was it. And it was fucking excellent. And now we've got this, which was, in comparison, kind of poop. Yeah. To be honest. Um, Yeah, it it is just baffling. I I don't understand it. Um, Match itself, uh, Keith Lee, powerful from the off. Obviously, just showing off kind of strength and stuff in the early stages. Uh, Cross regains control by hitting a Sido suplex on the outside. Um, Lee then puts, uh, sorry, Cross then puts Lee in the straight jacket, uh, like sleeper hold, managed to get him out of that. Uh, a little later, Lee goes for the spirit bomb. Cross manages to counter that with a Sido. Um, and then he hits the forearm to the back of the head and locks in the cross jacket. Uh, not straight jacket, yeah, the cross jacket um, for the win. Just, yeah, yeah. These these two as well. If you give them enough time, like they'll have a, they'll have a compelling match. Absolutely, showing that uh, takeover. Like what? What's the point of this? They could they could have fed, and I say fed. They could have given carrying cross anyone. Why give Keith? Why give him Keith Lee? The second match back after being out for what seven, eight months. Mm. I mean, I suppose it it sort of helps cross in a way that Keith's last match was him holding his own for a bit against Bobby Lashley. But I guess. at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, but he's just been rolled up and stacked by fucking Jeff Hardy and mm. lost a Do guy who keep- they stopped fucking protecting a while ago. Yeah. Do you think Keith Lee's on his way out? Well, 
we he's gonna he said he's gonna say why he's took this absence. Yeah. Um, it feels almost like he's being punished. Like he's come back, he's had two matches. Yeah, they put him against Bobby first match. I get that. Let him go against the NXT champion, but keep him off TV for seven months for whatever reason. They haven't come back and lose two matches back to back. He's openly coming out on Twitter going, I'm going to explain what's gone on. It feels like he's not going to be there for long. I could be looking talk- too much into it, but it just it, mm. it doesn't feel right. There was talk about like how he um they wanted to like trademark his name. Mm. Like his actual his actual name. name. Yeah. Um and he was like, well, no, you're not going to do that because that's my name. That's my name, motherfucker. <laughs> it's my actual real it's name. It's not actual name. It's on my actual birth certificate. It's on my actual passport, my driving license. No, you can't trademark my name. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but it, it is disappointing. It's very disappointing because Keith Lee, the guy who's like a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Talent, like, yeah. Yeah, he really is. He's he's so so good. A guy that big should not be able to do half the shit that he can do. And I know they use that phrase often on there, but genuinely, with someone like him, a guy of that size should not be doing what he's doing. Just he, ch- like popping the boys with Spanish flies off the top rope. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's literally this generation's version of a guy like Vader or Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. And, Again, like there's there's so many ways you can book that. You can book it like Vader was booked in Japan, where he was just a destroyer. Yeah. Or you can do what WWE are doing and what they did with Vader as well, where they just made them again defang the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just disappointing. The, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, we then get Nikki and Rhea with a bit of a backstage thing. Couldn't be asked for that. Uh, then we get a tag team match Mason T-Bar versus Mustafa Ali and Mansoor Ali's ring gear is banging love those ring pants oh yeah, yeah. Um, Mason T-Bar look like uh, background extras from Mad Max um, what's their shtick that like they cut a promo thing before um, where they're just like we're big animals you're small animals and we're going to eat you remember the ascension <laughs> oh no but I liked the, I liked the ascension in all NXT liked the ascension when they were in NXT and then they came to Raw and started going we're better than the Road Warriors and it's like oh <laughs> what are you doing why are you having them say this you dickheads I know where this goes and then what happened JBL fucking murdered them after burying them on commentary for months oh dear oh dear um, yeah basically Mason team I'd dominate for a good while uh Mustafa Ali uh, until he managed to make the hot tag in. Mansoor then comes in and hits a really nice looking reverse DDT. After a bit more back and forth, um, Ali hits a really great uh, diving tornado DDT uh, through the ropes on the outside. Um, And then there's kind of a bit of a communication thing where I think Ali's on the outside of the ring and he gets up onto the apron and Mace is grabbing his arms. Mansell's on the turnbuckle. He comes over, he kicks the arm out of the way to break it up. Um, and then he manages to get in and hit a surprise roll-up, basically. Um, the celebration afterwards is quite funny. Like, Mansell hugging him and, like, being really kind of jovial and stuff. And Ali just being like, oh, yeah, we yeah. won. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, get off me. And, yeah, it's 
I'm intrigued with that partnership. That'd be fun. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, any time they put on Mustafa Ali on the TV is a good time because he's fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's definitely. like legit one of the most underrated guys on that entire roster. Yeah. So 100%. I'm always happy to see him because he's great. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get Bobby Lashley responding to Goldberg's challenge uh, or say responding to it. He said he's not going to dignify it with an answer. Um, he's then interrupted by Cedric Alexander, who I remember has got a really annoying screechy voice. Um, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin comes out and tells him that he's got a really annoying voice. Bobby then says that he'll take them both on. They both try and basically say, you know, I want a match against you. I want a match against you. Um, forget about the hurt business stuff. Like I'm here to prove myself. And Bobby's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll take you both on. So then we get um, a two versus one handicap that Bobby Lashley versus Cedric and Alex, Cedric, Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Um, Lashley dominates for the most part of this early on, holding them both off at bay um, until Cedric and Shelton manage to get the advantage uh, when Cedric holds his leg as he's trying to run across uh, one side of the ring to the other. That allows Shelton to hit a big knee. Uh, They both try and pin him. They both try and get on top of him to pin him. And he kicks out of that. Um, After a little bit more back and forth, uh, Lashley then jackhammers Shelton and then hits the dominator on Cedric. And he takes a leaf out of Roman's book and he stacks them and he pins them and he gets the win. Um, yeah. It, I wouldn't be against seeing Bobby versus Roman at Survivor Series. I, I thought that as soon as I saw him stack him, I was like, oh, I wonder yeah. if Roman's going to address that because give me that at Survivor Series. He starts start teasing it at SummerSlam mm. and then they'll probably have Goldberg for him destroy Lashley and Ruda for everyone but, ah, yeah. Lashley's going to hold that till Survivor Series we're getting Lashley versus Roman I think Lashley's going to hold it for a year yeah because it's it's getting to the point where the only way I can see him dropping it is Biggie cashing in on him Biggie's going to cash in on him but he's going to cash in at like fucking Mania or something that's what should happen imagine the pop Big, Biggie cashing Biggie in do like the RVD cashing and say he's going to do it at Mania yeah or have it where whoever wins the Rumble is saying they're going to challenge Bobby and then have Biggie come out with the money in the bank and say, well, oh. I'm, I won in that match too. Oh. That'd be good. Imagine Kofi wins the Rumble. Oh. I, I still think, <laughs> I still think the only way they should do the heel saying is if Biggie cashes in on Kofi. Yeah. Like that's the only time I'll allow New Day to break up is if Biggie cashes in on Kofi because Biggie goes full here. Biggie came out the other week and said he wants his last name back. If we get Biggie Langston with the he, five he count, yes, please. He did say he wants to cash in because there's a, it's a clause in the Money in the Bank contract apparently where he can get the last <laughs> he name. Gets his last name back. <laughs> he, he wants he wants to do it for all his fallen brothers who have lost their their names like Cesaro and uh, Alexander Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't deserve Biggie. WWE don't fucking deserve Biggie on the books. Definitely not. <laughs> um, after that, we get Miz, Morrison, AJ, and Amas backstage. Meh, they're talking about something. Uh, and then the match in ring is Riddle versus Morrison. Uh, Morrison kicks Miz out of his wheelchair after he gets sprayed uh, with the shit stick, whatever they're calling it. Uh, AJ and Amas then come down to ringside. Um, Amas picks up his scooter, uh, a riddle scooter, and snaps it in half. Morrison then hits off that distraction. Morrison then hits uh, Riddle with like a sort of razor's edge slam. He gets him up off because Riddle's going up to the top turnbuckle for, I think, like his floating bro. 
Mm. Morrison gets him, gets him in the razor's edge, but rather than just dumping him down, he sort of, I think he sort of slams him to the, it's almost like a sidewalk slam, but from like a razor's edge position. It was weird. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, after that, he hits Starship Pain for the win. Um, And then after the bell, AJ then beats up Riddle. Um, Where are they going with that? I think uh, Riddle and Orton going to take the tag tag titles off AJ and Ormus. Get out of SummerSlam, won't we? Yeah, Miz and Morrison are just there to make up fucking numbers at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Just warm body for Riddle to face. That's not a bad shout, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Um, but now you say, yes, it makes sense. Uh, feels like we've not seen Orton for quite a he while is. now, like better part of a month. He's been off, hasn't he? But they haven't said why. Just taking some time off, just sunning himself. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Fair play. Um, Hopefully it's all all right. Yeah. After this, uh, we get our truth versus Reginald. Um, Truth's all mic'd up for this match. So we get like a running in-ring commentary from Truth, which was quite funny. Um, Reginald comes down and like kind of does that Sinkara like trampling flip over the top rope. Uh, <laughs> Truth's face, he's just shocked and impressed. And he's like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, you're coming in like that. And it's just basically the whole match is Reggie evading Truth with various innovative athletic uh, gymnast style offense um, and Reggie wins with his like kind of front flip seated sent on yeah. uh, and then the 24-7 jobbers come down invade the ring uh, and he manages to evade them uh, by leaping over the top rope um, so was there truth passing the torch onto Reggie <laughs> do you reckon yeah I think Reggie's going to become the face of the 24-7 division now I mean, if it's him just leaping off stuff every week doing Cirque du Soleil nonsense, it's, he's the perfect guy for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah, could be. I mean, you watch Truth in the ring; he doesn't look like he's slowing up at all. And how old is he? Like Truth's one of the oldest guys there on the roster now. How old is he? Our Truth. He he's forty nine. Oh. 49 years, it'll be 50 in January. When you and think him and, Jer- him and Jericho are like two years apart. That's absurd. And not not to say that Jericho's slowing up because he's he's not. He's still performing at a very, very high level. But truthfully, literally like is wrestling like he's like in his like 30s. Yeah. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. Yeah. Uh, after this, uh, we get the main event uh, of Raw, which is Charlotte versus Nikki Ash, uh, which is a, it's just a match. It's not even a championship contenders match because they've already made the triple threat match for SummerSlam, haven't they? So it's just, it's just a non-title it, match. It was, it's just it was to listed as a champions contendership match. Oh, was it? Despite yeah. Charlotte already being put into a championship match with her anyway. Yep. Pish. Um, Charlotte gets in the ring and just looks disgusted to be in there with Nikki um, Nikki just jobs out for pretty much the first five minutes of this match um, mm-hmm. and is made to look like an absolute schmuck um, she manages to gain a bit of momentum hits a crossbody uh, gets a couple of roll up attempts um, and then the finish of the match is Nikki hitting her crossbody finisher from the top rope uh, and as she goes for the pin Charlotte holds on and rolls through and pins her what the fuck? You know what this reminds me of? I've, I've been thinking about this. 
a cesspool. Well, that too. But <laughs> remember when Punk cashed in the money in the bank the first time? Yes. On Edge, and literally all he did afterwards was having just job out to people and just lose like yeah. all the time. Yeah. And he never looked like he belonged as like the world champion. He was yeah. just like, he was just giving it as a prop, basically. Mm-hmm. This is what that reminds me of. Like, yeah. It money in the bank, the whole the whole point of it is it's meant to elevate the person who wins it because they cash in and then they're, they're champion. Yeah. It's like it's like a fast track to the top. Exactly. And every now and again they'll have someone cash in and win it and just feel like they don't belong there at all. Say did the same thing with Miz earlier in the year when he cashed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole, felt the whole like, two weeks that he held the belt, he literally felt like he had no business being in that main event mm. picture. And that that's what they're doing with Nicky, I feel. And yeah. as I say, the, the, the big one he did it with was Punk when they had him cash in. Mm. Uh, I think they did it with Brian as well when he cashed in, if I remember rightly. Oh, really? Where he was like, but Brian, it was a bit more, he was shitbagging, he was a heel, so he was shitbagging his way like to mm-hmm. like defending it all the time. Yeah, um, the, that was the birth of the yes chance as well. Um, it was somebody got smashed by Sheamus in like was it eighteen seconds or something. Yeah, at Mania <laughs> in the opening match. So <laughs> I've got a funny story about that. When that match was happening, literally, I had like loads of mates around. During the entrances, I was making everyone like cups of tea and coffee because it was like one in the morning. Literally, as as I was like putting the drinks on a tray. I just heard everyone go, what? <laughs> so I put them down and walked in. I went, what's happened? And they had the matches over the Sheamus as well. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> great. Fucking hell. Never mind. <laughs> Didn't want to see that anyway. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, but- after the match, we get some nonsense back and forth on the mic. Um, and this baffled me. Nikki said, I lost, but I almost could have won. What? This whole, oh, I'm strong in defeat. No, you're the women's champion. It shouldn't be, oh, I lost, but I could have won. You should have won. It, it's almost as if they've, as I said before, rushed this. It's crap. They could have built her up. That's a, that's the stupid thing. They could have actually built her up as almost like getting there and then have a cash in mm. instead of having her just basically be told she doesn't belong there and then treated like she doesn't belong there. Yeah. Um, also on SmackDown, they announced that on Raw this week, there's going to be Charlotte versus Nikki in a um, no DQ match. I can't remember if it was for the title or if it was like a, um, another one of these like championship contender matches. That's Rhea getting involved then and helping Nikki get a win back. You'd think so, yeah. But again, it's just 50-50 booking, isn't it? Mm. But yeah. it, they've got they've kind of like written themselves into a corner here because either Charlotte loses and it's 50 50 book and it's like, oh for fuck's sake, or Nikki loses and it's like, well, what was the point in that? Mm. And it feels almost like they're kind of going, Okay, this isn't working after like it's not even had the chance to start like walking, let alone run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah oh, dear. That was raw. Disappointing, unfortunately. However, let's move on to something probably a little lighter and talk about SmackDown. Well, well, well what were your highs and lows? Oh, do, do I have to? Um, Sorry, mate. 
Um, did I have a high? Honestly, did I have a high? Priest and Seamus. Priest and Seamus. That yeah. was my high. Priest and Seamus was my high, and my low was everything with Charlotte and Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the other high I had was when the show finished. <laughs> that, that was the other one because I didn't have to watch Raw anymore. Um, yeah. Shit, isn't it? Uh, yeah, shall we talk? Should we talk some talk some smack? Sort of some smack, smack, mate. Diddly so diddly down. Yeah. Um oh, we've we've got a I'm just sorry, I was just looking at Discord to see if we had any questions on the uh, on the mailbag and we do, but I'll do address it after SmackDown. All right. Then. So yeah, um SmackDown Cena start, uh, comes out and they play a really good vi- video package hyping Roman versus Cena. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing to do with Finn Balor, as if no. he were foreshadowing that. Yeah, they did have like the bit at the end, but it was all about Roman Cena. But it was a very good video package with like mm. the parallel, the split screen of like Cena in 2005. Yeah. And Cena in uh, the Monday. Um, Cena comes out and says that Roman sucks and he's a scared little kid and compares him, him not changing it up to Stone Cold and The Rock, saying, well, they never did. Mm. That's true. We got Hollywood Rock. Um, <laughs> and also... Rock when he came back wasn't that much different from Hollywood Rock only it was a face. No, nah, exactly. Yeah. But it but the rock was ever evolved and Stone Cold did turn heel. Cena's full of shit there. Um <laughs> Cena says Roman has to change because people uh, because people stop caring about him every two years. Um, and again, is that right? He's only changed his gimmick once. Yeah. The rest of the time, it was it, the reason people were getting apathetic was because it was Roman hadn't the changed the same game. shit because he hadn't changed. It was the same yeah. fucking same shit that wasn't working. Fucking calls him out by his first name, now, doesn't he? He does. He calls him Joe the Stooge. Jesus, <laughs> John spitting barbs. John's got a six shooter out here, hasn't he? <laughs> um, pew, 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 pew. Shooting from the hip. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, the line he said about missionary position, he was like missionary position when he said that he was like, "Oh, find someone who can make it interesting for twenty years. You've got to keep hold of them." That's it. (laughs) He also said about being rejected, and he was like, "I know what it's been like to be rejected." He was just like, "You remember that, don't you?" Like pointing to some guy in the audience about getting rejected. Obviously, referring to the whole like Nikki storyline, I guess. Ah, it was the fans, wasn't it? I was at the far. Oh, I thought he was referring to like Nikki and the whole oh, marriage she thing. She didn't reject him until like well, he decided he didn't want to marry her. Wow, well, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, Cena says Roman's afraid to fight him because of how he'd, not because of how Cena looks, but how he'd make Ro- Roman look or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, was quite, it was good, good like land, but it was just weird the way he kind of said it. Um, Corbin then comes out and uh, Cena says he looks horrible. Uh, Cor- Corbin talks about, about getting uh, shot in the dick by the tank last week and then says his wife left him with the kids because he couldn't perform. <laughs> um, <laughs> who's, who is Corbin pissed off? <laughs> who is Corbin pissed off? Honest to God. Like, at first, I thought I found this quite funny and now I was like, hell, all right, steady on. <laughs> who's got it in for him? <laughs> yeah. Um, Corbin asks for help and uh, Cena then asks the crowd. Uh, Cena gives Corbin some money and Corbin like is furious about this saying that 
seen as like rich and a Hollywood megastar and he can't even help. And he's like, it's not even about money. I want some help. Can't you get me a role in Suicide Squad? And she's like, no, it's finished filming. Um, so I'll be your stunt double. There's a sequel, yeah. surely. <laughs> I did like, I was like, eager Corbin wants to help Cena. Um, <laughs> and then Corbin calls him a Hollywood sellout. So Cena, uh, AA's him. This is it's weird, isn't this. it? It's it's like the rubbing salt in the wounds on, on Corbin all the time. It's, yeah. It does get to the point where it's like, well, if they're going on about, oh, he's losing everything, how long until people like start going, all right, come on now. It's a bit harsh. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. It's just yeah. sad. I mean, the mustard stain on his shirt and the spaghetti from the cans already sad. <laughs> that, his that hairline is sad. <laughs> the fucking eight head he's got on him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Eight head. <laughs> Yeah, he's got, he's got double the four, I mean. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Ray and Dominic uh, backstage talking about the Usos, and uh, Dominic give, like Ray gives Dominic a pep talk, and then we get Jimmy versus Ray. Uh, Jimmy controls early on with a lot of power game. Uh, Ray counters with speed, and basically that's, that's it. This wasn't a very long match at all. No, not uh, at all. Jay pulls Jimmy out as Ray's going for a 619. Ray uh, dives on both of them and takes them out. And then Jay eats a 619 for Jimmy. Jimmy goes for a Samoan drop. Ray rolls him up and Dominic like puts his feet on Ray's back to give him the leverage like the Usos did to, in, to him yeah. last week. Yeah, and to win clever. the belts, actually. Money and in the band. That's how they won the belts as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, this was quite clever. Um, yeah, and, it furthers it a bit more. There's, yeah, I wasn't like, against it. I'd like if they do carry on this feud that it culminates in SummerSlam, though. Oh, I'm sure it will. I don't feel like it's got that much legs. There, it feels like they've got to put. I say this about a lot. Of, oh, I've got to put stipulation in, but it feels like both sides are, are cheating to win now. So maybe there's like a there's something in it. Like I don't yeah, know, like a, tor- a ladder match, a tornado It'll tag match. match. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, or force go anywhere. Ray likes jumping off very high shit. Like actual buildings. <laughs> yeah. Thinks he's fucking Aerostar. Um, <laughs> more on that on our Lucha Underground uh, watch long when we finally get around to that. Um, so yeah, uh, Kayla interviews uh, Bianca in the ring about surpassing 100 days as champion. Uh, Carmella comes out and asks for yet another rematch. And then Zelina Vega comes out and says she deserves a match with Bianca. Um she refers to herself as the moment, and Pat was really trying to make that a thing, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing in my notes that I've literally just picked up on, um, just going back to the previous match, um, oh, yeah. just about where they can go with that. We spoke about it, I think, was it at Hell in the Cell, where we were just like, oh, Hell in the Cell's on like Father's Day in America. Is Ray going to turn on Dom? There was a thing... He did think, a little tease, didn't he? Where Ray called him a rookie, didn't he? And does this mm. start to kind of like plant the seeds for like a bit of a cocky kind of overconfident Dom where eventually he turns on him maybe. Could do. I mean, what would be more compelling is if they had Ray turn on Dom. Ooh. Like given him Heel Ray. Not even heel Ray, like shades of grey tween Ray. Like just having, yeah. having like given Dominic tough love. Great Mysterio. Did it. They did it when he, uh, great Mysterio. Um, <laughs> They did 
they did it when um, he like hit that dive on the Usos. He looked, he pointed the dom, didn't he? And went, see, see, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good if Ray was like kind of just like giving him tough love mm. to kind of make him better, make him understand, make him understand the Ray you and Rome. Um, so yeah, in the ring, uh, Kayla interviews Bianca, as I said, uh, Carmella comes out, Zelina comes out. They decide they're going to just double team. And, uh, I, well, it was weird. Bianca accepted Zelina's challenge. Mm. And then they just started, like, double teaming Zelina. Uh, sorry, Bianca. Bianca, yeah. And then Sasha Banks makes a return to a monstrous pop. Oh, boy. Uh, if Sasha's getting that pop, imagine the one Becky's going to get when she does come back. It's great. going to be fucking... It, it's it's going to be almost as loud as when Hangman Page wins the fucking belt, isn't it? <laughs> I think yeah. Hangman Page, Hangman Page winning the belt is gonna fucking like reach something on the Richter scale. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sash comes out and then she like hugs Bianca, but it's dead awkward. Mm. Like to, to the point where it is like really awkward. Um, <laughs> and it's it's it, it was like so fucking plain as day that Sasha was gonna be turning on Bianca. Of course it was. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She was hamming it up so much. <laughs> um, even when she's like dancing with Bianca, and Bianca was like, Yeah, let's dance. It was just awkward. It was like, Oh, what? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> um, Carmella and Vega need to be kept away from the, well, they will be obviously more on that later, but just, yeah, that, Carmella's had like, like, what, two, three opportunities now for the belt has come up short. Zelina has got zero momentum to even be thinking she can come out and challenge for the belt. Like, where the fuck is everyone else in the women's division or SmackDown? They've got a perfectly good Liv Morgan knocking about there. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Come on Come now. On now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we then go backstage and Reginald is stood there with his uh, 24-7 title and his suit on. And he said, oh, just call me Reggie. And he's just completely ditched the French accent. He's like, oh, I'm not really French. Carmella just said she needed some French, so I put on the accent and it was a sommelier. Right, okay, pal. He's like, oh, I'm from New Orleans. I, I did, I did like uh, the, fact, I did like the fact that Kofi Kingston on Twitter was like going super meta, going, <laughs> I can't believe anyone would ever fake an accent for a job. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, well yeah, done, Kofi. Kofi. <laughs> well done. Good game, good game. Uh, so yeah, Reggie comes out for a mystery opponent. Um, Alpha Academy's music hits and Gable makes it seem like it's going to be Otis. Otis says, it's not me, it's him, and just like flattens Reggie. Um, and this was quite a fun little match. Uh, lots of flippy shit from Reggie. Gable suplexing him a lot. Um, Reggie reverses a super German suplex by landing on his feet and hitting the uh, running, flipping seated senton. And Otis just attacks him and causes a DQ. Right. Do you know what was bollocks? What's that mean? It's the 24-7 title. It's literally defended 24-7 anywhere. How has this caused a DQ? I'm glad that you're saying this because I was thinking the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> if it's, it's absolute DQ, pitch. If it's caused a DQ, what's stopping Gable from just pinning Reggie after oh, this has just murdered them? Exactly. It's fucking nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Yeah. Just a bit like most of the booking in this company, mate. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, 
Then we go backstage. Sonia tells Pierce that the main event's going to be Zelina and Mella versus Banks and Bella. Um, so that, that that can't possibly go wrong, can it? And no, then we get definitely not. We get the contract signing for Balor and Reigns, which it's weird that it's in the middle of the show as well. Ooh. Roman don't do the middle of the show. That's true. Roman doesn't do the middle of the show. It's weird to put him on there, but saying that you've then just got Sasha Banks who's made a return. Why wouldn't she be in the main event? But yeah, it's true. weird because Roman only goes on about, he's like, I'm the main event. I'm last. Why didn't this is my it? show. Then why didn't it open or close it? You put it in the middle. You've gone against everything. You kind of portraying his character to be. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Um, so yeah, Roman gets Heyman to move his seat to the head of the table, um, which I love. It's just every brilliant. time, every time. Uh, it is the fact that he got there and he stood looking at it and then looking at Pierce, and Heyman was trying to move Pierce with the chair. He's like, excuse me, sir, excuse me. <laughs> and Pierce just went, see. <laughs> um, so uh, Roman was. This was quite cool. Roman's like says um, about Cena's promo, and he says that Cena thinks Finn's lesser than him. And Roman says, I think you're a worthy opponent. I think you're worthy of the ass kicking I'm going to give you. Um, Roman, again, keeps praising Finn and says, but if you sign that contract, just know I'm going to I'm going to smash you, stack you, and send you back to NXT. Oh, uh, boy. Finn, Finn turns around and says, it'll be his privilege to take the Universal title back to NXT away from Roman. Can you imagine? I mean, it's not... I <laughs> really hope this match actually fucking happens. Yeah. Because after this, it feels like it isn't. Well, this is this is the thing, though. It's like it. This is some like, and they addressed it with Seth and Edge a little later in the show. But it's something that like I couldn't help but think about. Is they get all these like they, they literally have people on the roster who they want to build. Yeah, but then they get the big show and they need to put that on the back burner so it's literally like this is like the perfect metaphor for it where you've got people who like they they could be giving the opportunity to but then the big star comes back and they go okay well mm-hmm. there we go that's your opportunity instead of theirs and it's interesting that Seth actually brought that up in the show yeah but yeah, it, yeah. what's what's the most interesting about that is that WWE were portraying both Seth and to a de- lesser degree Finn as heels for mm. saying that which yeah. is something that the fans have been very vocal about hating. Yeah. And I, I'm not against Cena and Reigns because it's it's going to be a good match and the promo work alone is going to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but. It, it, it is definitely like that thing, isn't it? Where it's like, well, the reason they keep bringing these people back is because they're not making no, the stars they've got there week in, yeah. week out. Yeah, It's just a bit bit odd mm. very odd um, so yeah before Finn can sign the contract Corbin attacks Finn Cena comes out makes the save and signs a contract himself and he gets a big baby face pop for it yes so, the one thing that was hilarious through this was was Roman's constant just sat back in his chair just watching shit yeah. unfold and just being like whatever but so Finn Balor comes back to automatically like to, comes in and just says, I'm going for the title. I'm going for the biggest title. I'm aiming for the fucking King only to be discarded and literally thrown out by Corbin. Mm. What, what's the point of that? Are we now just going to get Balor and Corbin for the next few weeks? Cause that's well, we'll get, what it feels we'll like next week. Aren't we? 
So when are we getting Roman and well, fucking? This Banner is the thing. Like? So Roman was livid about it. I'm hot on commentaries, like questioning the legality of it, because Cena basically crossed out Balor's name and wrote Cena and then signed it, didn't he? Yeah. And then Heyman backstage straight after, like, asked what they're going to do about it. And they're just like, well, says Cena's name on there. And he since, signed it. Since when, did a cha- since when did a championship contract get passed around like the 24-7 title? <laughs> only, What's going on? See, they've only done it once before. And when they did it the one time before, it made sense. Mm. Where it was like the WrestleMania 20 main event where... Um, it was meant to be Triple H versus uh, Benoit and Shawn Michaels before they could sign the uh, finish sign and it signed his name on Benoit's thing. And then Benoit was like, well, I, I still want a Royal Rumble, so I still get the shot. Uh, but that makes sense. Instance, in this instance, it's a bit nonsensical. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, they basically say it's going to be Cena and Reigns at SummerSlam. And mm. they don't, they don't acknowledge at all that Finn Balor's been absolutely fucked over here. Yeah, man. But, yeah, that's WWE. More mistreatment of genuine talent, NXT talent. Yeah. and The, the thing is with Cena, I, I mean, he's one of the few that kind of like get a pass from me being a, a part-timer because he can still go. Yeah. He's still entertaining. Yeah. And, also, nine times out of ten, he's not going to, like... Like, we know for a fact Cena's coming back because he wants to help make Roman. He Elevating help, Roman, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he wants to help validate Roman. Hmm. Whereas, like, you get, like, a Goldberg come back and he's that protective over his character. He's beating people like The Fiend. <laughs> and it's like, what Who? are you doing? Don't worry about it. Um, I meant Lily. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things. It's like it, it see at least with Cena, normally they're doing it right, but even this is like, oh, come on. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Um it's the same with Edge as well. Like they do they, they do it right. But again, it's it's like they're they're literally making the heels say what the fans are thinking. Mm-hmm. Like why why is this person coming back and getting handed the shot when they're Busting their ass week in, week out. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking speaking of people who deserve more than they get, we got a six-man tag with Cesaro, Biggie, Shinsuke Nakamura, Apollo, the Blurty Dogs. Yes, um, boy. So <laughs> I loved on Biggie's entrance, Cesaro running out the ring and like chest bumping him. <laughs> and like just them both being like happy to see each other. Big meaty men bumping meat. Uh, I I wouldn't be against the Biggie and Cesaro tag team. Yeah, wholesome I'd, as fuck tag I'd, team. I'd be more happy if we got like a Biggie and Cesaro buddy cop movie. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. Um, and and also because the Blairty Dogs look like eighties drug dealers, so it it's weird. Um, so yeah. Um, Did you see Ziggler's Ziggler's free Britney T-shirt that he had on? That's top lad, top lad. Well, top lad. Did you know um, that Tom um apparently part of the reason why he wasn't on TV was because they had had a bit of heat for uh, a, well, sort of promoting AEW. Oh, really? You know, because his brother's in AEW. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So he'd like post like pictures of 
Ryan Nemeth, but like Photoshop really badly, saying this guy's <laughs> a Dolph Ziggler fraud. <laughs> don't, 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 um, don't, don't endorse this product and all that. And he got told off because he was still tweeting about like AW. But they're not competition. No, they're not competition. No, no, not no. at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Nope. No, no. way. Just nope. uh, just hide that uh, envelope they gave Domino's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Dirty Dogs double team Biggie on the outside of the ring. Um, Ziggler reverses a Kinshasa to a zigzag at one point, which looked fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Um, th- this wasn't, it, it wasn't like a long match, but no, like, not it was at all. quite Everyone fun. just got their shit. It was action packed. It was fun. It was yeah. insane. Uh, Everyone yeah, just got, got their shit in. <laughs> Yeah, we got the old uh, ring of honor finisher spot where everyone comes in and hits the finisher. Yeah. Um, but Bobby Roode's spine buster does not get enough praise either. No, Bobby Roode's spine does, buster is. He does oh. a top notch spine buster. That one it's he did there. on Biggie was not Biggie. Um, Cesaro, wasn't he? Cesaro, yeah. Because Biggie hit him with the big end and after. Uh, and then the, uh, for the finish of the match, Boogs distract Apollo by playing the guitar on the steps. Uh, Commander Aziz ends him by just grabbing the guitar and launching him across. <laughs> uh, and then Cesaro uppercuts Commander Aziz into a fucking different timeline. Um, <laughs> Sends him on jelly legs. Yeah, he fucking hit him so hard, he fucking pruned him. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura then blocks a frog splash and hit, uh, rolls through and hits a Kinshasa to pick up the win. Mm-hmm. Also, Shinsuke's black and white gear is top notch. Yes, please. It's so Very nice. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I'm I'm not against the idea of Nakamura versus a uh, Apollo. No. I think I, I think, I think we're we might getting get a, a multi-man match for this. There's so many people around it. I also think what kind of match though? Give us a scramble match. They're not going to do it. They never do them. But a scramble match would be fucking awesome. That'd be fun. Um, I don't see it being a ladder match. Given we've just then just again, that money in the bank, then again, it would pop the crowd. Be like that. Be like when they used would. to do the Intercontinental Title ladder match at WrestleMania. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, yeah I th- like we're that. definitely getting a multi-man here, and I also think either Shinsuke or Cesaro winning it. Cruz is nothing with that. Cesaro deserves it, I think, at this point because he's like. Yeah. He's upped his game. Well, not he's not upped his game. He's always been that good, but he's definitely like elevated his like everyone's perception of him. Yeah, um, everything and with, with Roman a few months. Yeah, back. He, he belonged in that feud with Roman. He yeah. didn't feel out of place feuding with Seth. Mm. Give Cesaro that belt and have him hold it for like a good chunk of time and just have him be like a fighting champion. Yeah, and. That's well, all it's, it, it's the workhorse championship, isn't it? And what better and workhorse to give it to than Cesaro? He is the the workhorse. workhorse in WWE. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be against that. Uh, Edge comes out and during the commercial is attacked by Rollins with a TV camera. It was weird this. Like, yeah. Came back from the commercial and Rollins was in the ring looking like a lunatic. And then it was like moments ago and I'm like, well, why did you put that in the break? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Nonsense. Um, it was a cool promo, guess, though, that guessing, he cut. I like that. Yeah, I'm guessing it was because of time constraints, but still nonsense. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, Rollins uh, says that Edge keeps taking stuff from him, and if he can't be the champion, neither can Edge. That's pretty much the meat yeah. potatoes of it. That's exactly um, it, yeah. And, it, again, it's true, isn't it? Like, they show the video package where Rollins was um, 
where Rollins was like complaining about the fact that uh, Edge had like literally demanded a title shot and got it, and he'd done the same and didn't get it and didn't, yeah. And yeah. said, "Well, look at all these wins I've accumulated." Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's weird though they're making the people who are making the good points the heels. There's mm-hmm. a lot of heels who make good points in WWE at the moment. Yeah. Um, and then Sa- Sami Zayn has made a career out of it in WWE. <laughs> that's, that's his entire character. Conspiracy victim Sami Zayn has made a very good career out of it. <laughs> um, and then uh, we get the main event, which is Cam- Carmella and Zelina versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, I wasn't feeling this at all. No, I wasn't at all. Um, so there was a cool spot where Bianca replicated that press slam, slam off the steps mm. onto Sasha, but she did it onto uh, Carmella and Zelina. Yeah. Um, then later in the match, Sasha had uh, three amigos and a frog splash on Vega. Um, Carmella breaks it up, tags in, and then after like more just brawling, Banks uh, locks in the back, bank statement to pick up the win. Yeah. Um, after the match, they're celebrating for an uncomfortably awkward long period of time. Pat <laughs> saying, "Oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going on." Like, oh, come on, Pat! Come on, Pat! Play the game. And uh, yeah, then Sasha attacks Bianca after the match, and it's the the big old backstabber. Yeah, and she keeps putting her in the bank statement, and it looks uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, it wasn't nice. And- She's she looked like she meant it as it. well, didn't she? She looked fucking oh, maniacal. This was like actual NXT heel Sasha. Yeah. And that's the best Sasha. So yeah. I'm yeah. excited for Bianca versus Sasha too at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. That nice. Um, yeah, Sa- Sasha was fucking awesome doing that. Like just yelling at her. Yeah. Being, being a horrible bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, that was smack diddly down. Um, it was indeed. What are your highs and lows, mate? Uh, Sasha Banks coming back to my high. Good to see her back. Good to see some more additions bolstering to the women's division as a whole, and in particular SmackDown, because it is lacking. Um, my low is going to be the absolute fuckery as the 24-7 championship match that finished in a DQ for a belt that essentially its match stipulation is no DQ. Yeah. I agree. Um, my high was the six man tag. I thought it was really fun, mm-hmm. and it's 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 six guys who deserve a lot better than what they get. Yeah, um, is that Rude and Ziggler included? Yeah, I like I like Rude and Ziggler. It's just I think Dol- Dolph literally doesn't matter anymore because they made mm-hmm. us not they've made care us not care. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as like what they do with everyone else. Like they literally make us not care about someone to the point where mm-hmm. why should we? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that that was my high. Um, my low was not not the actual like heel turn after the match. I thought that was brilliant, but the actual match itself. Oh, the match was garbage. First Banks and Bel Air. Yeah, it was just it was just it was just set it, up for the heel turn. That's all it was there for. Yeah, it, it wasn't even like it was. It wasn't even like it was a good back match with bad book, and it was just a boring match. Mm. And it didn't really have enough time to breathe either. Yeah. Saying that, actually, we're saying, oh, the heel turn. Wasn't Sasha the heel going into their match at Mania anyway? So actually, it's not a turn. She was, but WWE then acted like, because she was like smiling after the match. That they won the SB, didn't they? And they were all, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Okay, fair enough. And this is like more evil Sasha. Mm. This is like <laughs> NXT, this is like prime heel Sasha. Prime Banks. Yeah. Nice. Um yeah, that was a SmackDown. Um shall, shall we uh, should we go to the uh, mailbag meet? Let's do it. It's your letters, it's your letters, it's your letters, it's your letters. We've got, we've got a an intro, very interesting question from Will C. Graves okay. saying, what do you think is in store for WWE five years from now? Is Vince selling or no? Oh. Um, I... My answer to that is, you know, that meme of the dog, just like, this is fine. In the room on fire. <laughs> it's just going to be that. Um, Vince isn't leaving until he dies. Yeah, John Moxley said it best. Vince is dying in that office. Um, yeah. And I, I do th- I do think that as, as long as Vince is... Um, as, lo- as long as Vince is still around, that nothing's going to change in that company. No one... Yeah. No one's going to buy it. I do think all these budget cuts, so to speak, is definitely a way for them to kind of make the company seem more profitable than it is. Like the downsides and ready to set for a prospective buyer. Mm. Um, but I, I don't see that being in five years' time. Um, in, in an ideal world, uh, Roman and Big E are feuding for the title. <laughs> five years from now, you've got you've got all these like amazing talents in NXT. To get to main roster, they get ruined. But I don't know. We're, we're probably going to end up having like seventy-eight-year-old Goldberg coming out, <laughs> ending Rome's historic five-year reign, aren't we? Um, nah, Biggie's going to take it, and he's going to go on a San Martino reign. <laughs> that's what should happen, mate. Not what will happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard to tell with WWE because, I mean, even before like this week there was I would have like probably been a bit more confident in answering this but then they've just literally released one of their top stars mm-hmm. and yeah. then they did they released another like not top star but definitely a main event level guy Braun mm-hmm. they, they're they so erratic with their releases at the moment that it's like bizarre and I saw um, there's a YouTube channel called Wrestle Juice. go check it out if you don't already because it's very good it's a offshoot of Stephen Larson's going in raw but um Steve did a like a video about why he thought Bray was released, and it was more that like WWE want more versatile characters, like people who can kind of do like different aspects, but like be relied on. Like the example he used was AJ, so AJ can be a bona fide main eventer, right? From Echo, but also if they need them to go down into the tag division or do like some sort of comedic stuff, he's I more see. than capable to do it, right? Whereas right. Bray is a very sort of like not one dimensional character. Cause he's, uh, that's the furthest thing from what he is. No, but I know what you mean. You wouldn't have a but, character like the fiend be a main event. And then six months later being just in the tag division. Yeah. Like even, even when like Bray was doing the whole um, kids TV show, like host, like the Mr. Rogers character. Um, I'm, I'm feuding with the Miz. He, he still had like that menace to him. Mm. and it was still like oh yeah you've got to take it a bit more seriously and the same with when he was doing the stuff with Alexa yeah yeah. there was the, there was the jovial like the joviality to it but there was also the 
there was definitely the darker, more menacing tone to it. And it's the same with like an Alistair Black, where he he could have literally been like one of the top guys by now and should have absolutely should have been one of the yeah, top guys right now. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and because he's because his character, I think, especially with that comeback, his character required so much protection. Mm. WWE are never going to do that, are they? Because no. they they look at carrying cross. Exactly. He's been yeah. protected for over a year by NXT, and then he's his first match on main roster. He would beat in a minute and forty seconds. <laughs> dear, so, dear. I I mean, I'd probably say prediction of people who could be in the main event picture. Carrying cross is definitely one of them. I think he's he's pretty much like what Vince would be looking for in like a monster heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I feel like he's going to be okay. He's just got to get out of this whole, what are they doing with him? Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 Um, other than that though, I mean, it's so hard to kind of like with WWE at the moment, it's hard to even think what they'll be like this time next year. <laughs> Let alone five years. Because, let alone in five years, like the only thing that's really not changed in the last 12 months is Roman. Yeah. He's still champ. Yeah. Um, other than that, like they've kind of not really been consistent with anything, have they? No. I have a question off, off the back of this for you. Go on then, mate. In the next five years. Yeah. Do you see the forbidden door opening for WWE and any other major promotion? Depends if depends on Vince, doesn't it? That's the answer to everything. It depends mm-hmm. on Vince. Ken, Kenny Omega said he'd love to do a show AEW and WWE. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Vince, if Vince is doing a show with another promotion, he's, he's not going to want WWE to look strong. Any of his guys losing. Yeah. So you could get like a new Japan WWE super show, but then like, are you honestly going to tell me if they did, like, say, Roman Reigns versus Akada? That Akada's winning. Vince is going to let Akada... One Rainmaker. Just one. Just one. <laughs> um, nah, it'd, it'd take at least fucking 12 to knock Roman down. Like, um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, I don't think WWE play well with others anyway. Mm. Like, they have done in the past, and they've done cool stuff with other promotions with NXT. Hmm. and I think if there was the realistic possibility that when the day comes that Vince does either retire or die um, Triple H would take over I'd say yeah absolutely they probably would do a lot more cool stuff yeah but the reality is as it stands not so much well the reality is Nick Khan's there to sell that company once Vince does kick the bucket Mm -hmm. so even if there is the possibility of Triple H taking over, it wouldn't happen. And also, he'd have all like he'd have all of Vince's like stooges and yes men, like Brother Love and fucking John Laurinaitis kicking about. Tony Khan swinging his dick about buys WWE out when Tony Khan eventually uh, when Nick Khan eventually sells it. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> Tony Khan hasn't got that much that kind of money, mate. The but- name on the contract does says Khan. But it's just- <laughs> <laughs> it says Nick Khan. Um, Sweet. But yeah, it's, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to tell. Like in five years time, the, like there's, there's people in AEW 
whose contracts are going to be up mm. next year. Mm. That they might end up in WWE. Yeah. Like it's a two way street that. Um yeah, I it's I think that the whole wrestling landscape at the moment is so like erratic, it's hard to kind of gauge what's going to happen in like 12 months let alone five years yeah yeah that's uh that's an episode in itself one (laughs) one thing that is certain no ricky starks will have all the belts all of them every single one every single one of them iwgp heavyweight championship the aw heavyweight championship sweet charlotte herself the 10 pounds of gold the nwa world (laughs) heavyweight championship the 24 7 championship (laughs) TNA Impact Championship, Impact Wrestling Championship, Ring of Honor Championship, Ring of Honor, probably going to just squash Roman in a two-minute squash match. Put Walter Uh, on his ass, take the NXT UK. Slap Walter (laughs) so hard that Walter never chops another bean again. (laughs) All of the belts. On that note, that's been Raw and SmackDown and your mailbag questions. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We very, very much appreciate it. We will catch you for our next episode. But until then, keep doing what you do. Keep sharing, keep liking, keep subscribing, keep spreading the word about the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And ThatchFace.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits, they also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.